0: Good everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Teacher Emilia Podcast. Here we have episode 46, and as some of you have mentioned, and I thought it would be good to address this point, we will talk a bit about PTE academic, because the PTE test can have this particular thing that can make it tricky for anyone that is taking the exam. Just recently, I was told by a test taker that the following situation happened. Basically, as we all know, we start the exam with the speaking section. And normally we have about somewhere between, let's say, five to ten candidates in the room. This would vary from test center to test center. So let's assume that you have, let's say we have six candidates, right? Including... The person that mentioned what the, the situation. and by the way, thank you so much for for the comment because I think that this is something that happens to lots of people and we don't talk much about this. So I think it is quite good that this uh, this was brought forward and then you know, we can talk about it in the podcast. Basically, when when the speaking section starts, what could Something that could throw off any candidate, this could be regardless of how prepared you may be or, or how ready you may feel and how good or I don't want to say bad, but let's say regardless of how proficient you may be, something that could throw you off is the fact that other people around you are talking in an extremely loud voice. So I want you to imagine that you are sitting this exam and, you know, the, the test is already stressful just based on on the fact that it is not an easy exam. You, you probably need to get time of work or you need to reorganize your day to go and say, take the test. On top of that, the test is not cheap. I, I believe it's about $385 or $395. Again, you get the point. There are plenty of reasons to be stressed when you're sitting this exam. And all of a sudden you get people around you and and these other candidates are screaming or it feels like they're screaming because obviously as you talk to the microphone, when you're working on the speaking section, as you speak, right? you you talk to the screen, talk into the mic, and you you will probably, I would say that's something that we all do. you get to listen to your own voice, right? That's okay. But what about listening what about listening to other people when you you are basically doing any section? This could be on the read aloud, this could be on the describe image. Just let's just stop there for a second. Imagine you are describing a tough graph, or a graph that may be challenging for you. And then on top of the fact that it is challenging, you, you've got your voice, the, the, the graph the whole 40 seconds to record it. And then on top of that, you can hear another voice like mumbling like on the side that that is just extremely annoying, right? And and a few things that there are a few things that I would say to that that there may be a slight chance. I'm not going to completely discard this, but there is a chance that such noise could affect your score. Well, simply because... The, some of the sound, I mean, we, we don't know, it depends on how loud it is, but maybe that could be received or your microphone may pick up on that noise. A good way to, to minimize the chances of that from happening might be to get the headset's microphone as close to your mouth as possible. And remember that at the beginning of the exam, you can always test, so it's always good. As I tell students to double check, to triple check, just to make sure that you can hear yourself, because you you shouldn't need to raise your voice up to the point that it is going to annoy someone else. What I mean by that is that just by raising your voice, let's say, or or pushing yourself, raising your voice may not directly lead to any. Any let's say performance or any any better scores. At the end of the day, as long as the computer understands and picks up what you're saying, that's gonna that's gonna be sufficient. Whether you speak in a super loud voice or in your normal tone of voice, isn't gonna make much of a difference. I mean, some people could argue that if you speak overly loud, that could even be detrimental because the The software may not pick your your sounds or or like the way you say certain words as accurately versus how it may do it if you just speak on your normal voice. However, as we or as you may already know, there are so many, let's say, tricks, myths and and things going on on the Internet about the PT test. And everyone has got a different little trick or thing to do or say. My advice to students is always to talk in a normal voice, because re- overly raising your voice could be, in in at least what I've noticed with students, it, it could lead to unnecessary stress that, that is just, as I just said now, not needed, right? So there is no point in, in overly raising your voice if the microphone is already picking you, your voice and what you're saying. The, the other thing that... Obviously, that could happen when the when other people talk too loud, right? What could happen is that that will obviously affect your concentration, leading to making you, sorry, and by your concentration being affected, there is a higher chance of you making mistakes. I know it's really tricky because... Obviously, while you are doing any section, imagine you have the, We talked about the describe image, but what about answering a short question? You may be listening to a short question. You are thinking of your answer. You're about to reply and then boom, someone else is screaming in their describe image or, or this could be again, you are taking notes and then you get distracted by the noise or by someone's uh, loud voice while you're taking notes on the retail lecture section. These are all things that could happen at any point. Unfortunately, there is not a, um, let's say, a clear answer to, to something we can do. What I try to tell students is be ready for any scenario because this is something that now goes beyond the exam. This is other candidates. Does this happen all the time? Well, not necessarily. Will that happen to you on your next attempt or whenever you sit PTE? Well, that's also really hard to say because it is, again, one of those factors that goes completely outside of the scope of any test taker. It's just basically, I don't even want to say luck, but it's, it's getting closer to that because you cannot control who is going to book the test the same day and the same time when you book the exam, right? So... It is that matter that, sorry, let's say that sweet spot between trying to maintain, uh, trying to maintain focus and, and do the best in in our performance while we, we have such conditions. That is not ideal. So we need to be ready for those things. And one of the things that we could be telling ourselves is, as I mentioned earlier, if the if we've got the microphone in such position or uh, let's say relatively close to to our mouth and we know that it's working sometimes again that thought of ooh this could not be this could be picking some of the noise or the the computer will not recognize what i'm saying i wouldn't be telling myself that rather what i would be doing is just to yeah, uh, instead of saying that, I would basically just be reminding myself, hey, I've got the microphone close to me. This is going to be OK. This other candidate, I'm not going to use any bad words in the podcast. This This interesting candidate or these other people around me are being overly loud. This is unpleasant, to say the least. However, I'm not going to let that affect me. It may, because again, we we nobody is perfect. This could happen to to anybody. So that could be one thing. And on the flip side, the, the other thing might be just to to try to imagine that element of surprise once you're practicing, just so that you, you get ready for anything that could happen. Another thing that we could that is important to mention is that depending on how severe you. Well, sorry, before we jump into that, sorry. So we talked a bit about checking the microphone. The next bit that any test taker could do is to simply raise the hand and basically let the invigilator know. We know that we've got about, let's say, five to ten candidates in a room, right? And there is usually someone that is watching all the test takers take the exam. The reason for this is because somebody may want extra paper and, well, at the end of the day, it's a test. And for obvious reasons, we need to have an invigilator. I'm not saying that you would do it, but in the past, some people have tried really crazy or interesting ways of cheating in a test. So we need to have someone there. That's that's a given, right? In case anyone needs extra materials... Now this does not apply, but we also had the invigilator in the PT because people could take a toilet break. This is not the case anymore, but you could basically now ask for extra paper or if there is a problem with the test or with the software or or something happens to your computer, you could always just raise your hand and be like, hey, this is happening. And this is the other chance where this could be another thing you can do. I mean, this is assuming that we have the same scenario where someone is being overly loud. You could could raise your voice in between questions. So, for example, you are doing the read aloud, you finish reading a section, and then before you hit next, raise your hand, and then just politely, don't fight or try to minimize conflict where possible, and then just let the invigilator know, hey, it is really loud, could you please tell the other candidates that... Could be a solution. I mean, and obviously this would be let's say it's a 50-50, right? Because this is this also depends on the invigilator and on, on how firm they are when they are telling the the other candidate or candidates to, to lower their voice. Another thing that we need to know is that, I mean, I, I would also like to give everybody else the benefit of the doubt. Maybe other candidates do not know that they're being loud that's something that happens to lots of people when they talk i'm sure this has happened to you where when you are in the train or on the tram let's say public transport and you listen to someone that speaks a foreign language or speaks a language that you don't don't know or don't understand and we often think oh my god that person must be really angry or must be fighting and many times, I mean, we, we are right because we can tell by facial expressions, but other times, at least this has happened to me when I talk in Spanish. People would go, oh, is everything okay? Are you angry? This or that. And not necessarily, it's just the way we talk. And and this could just be that the other candidate speaks in a rather loud voice. So telling the invigilator could be one way of, of minimizing that. And probably another thing that we could do is, and this is like the most, let's say, formal complaint or probably like our last resort, if if we wish to call it that, could be to simply raise a formal complaint after we finish the test, let the invigilator know, and before we leave, we would need to perhaps get the emails of Pearson's or, or simply ask politely how we can raise a complaint about this exam because I think that for such and such and such reasons, which in this case let's say could be the the way the other candidates talked, I feel that my my speaking score will be affected or my overall test score will be affected. I lost concentration, and and you you could um, let's say formally raise a complaint, and. There is a chance, it it is quite slight, quite minimal, to be honest with you, that it may help, but you don't lose anything trying. I normally, on most cases, I would tell candidates, look, it is a shame that this happened, but you, you may be saving more time if you just, let's say, keep getting a bit of practice, or if you just take it as tough luck and get ready to take the test again. Because usually when you raise a complaint with Pearson, it may take, I mean, obviously, this is something that could take anywhere between one to three, four weeks. And if you are in a spot where you need to get the test, let's say, for example, within a month, it may not be worth of your time to to raise a complaint to Pearson. And well, some of these things have changed and you you may even ask to pay a fee. Your test score may not change. And I don't want to scare you, but I haven't had many, or I haven't heard, sorry, of many successful cases of candidates complaining when it comes to things outside of the software not properly working and getting that, let's say, positive result. One example that is not directly related to the example we have was when a test taker that I know. Well, this person basically was taking the PT test like, you know, normal Melbourne CBD in one building in the city and there was another building next to it relatively close and the fire alarm went off in that building and imagine you are doing the speaking section and you get this sound wee-oo, wee-oo, or, or or an alarm basically for a long period of time, not only in your speaking section, maybe in other sections as well. And then you get people talking on a megaphone like emergency now, evacuate now. So you've got, as we said earlier, all the stress of the exam. Plus you've got now someone or a voice or, or a loud sound from a building outside of the test center. And for this, in this situation, this person was basically raising a complaint to Pearson saying, oh, I should do or I should be given the chance of doing the test again. I think I did not do well. These were not normal testing conditions and it is unfair, this and that. And it was a very well written, let's say, a very well written request to which Pearson politely replied It is unfortunate that that happened, however, that is not precisely something that went wrong with the test per se. And in that occasion, and this is a few years ago, that candidate could not get that appeal or that, let's say, request approved. Unfortunately, that person was right, that that alarm did affect him and, and then that person had to do the test again. So again, I think the message on this is that, look, sometimes there are going to be other elements that may affect us during the exam, and we just need to be ready for them. Sometimes we we may not even be ready, and it's a matter of understanding that or, or being aware that those you, you could be overly prepared, you could be prepared. You, you may not be even that prepared, and that could happen to you. One example they gave in an earlier episode, and with this I will close up was when I was taking, this is not for PTE, but once I was taking a test in Japanese, I want you to imagine like an IELTS or a PTE test in Japanese, and I flew to Sydney to take that exam. I had organized everything. I double-checked the time when the test was going to start, when it was going to finish, and then it turns out that when I arrived to the test center, something happened. Don't ask me what, because I don't know. I got there an hour earlier. It turns out that my exam had to finish it later for some reason, something problem that happened in the test center. And then when I realized or just before starting the test, I looked at the time when I was going to finish the, the exam. I was almost having a heart attack because I realized that I had only 40 minutes to go from the test place to go to the airport so I could fly back to Melbourne. And you could imagine I had all the stress of the exam and then I was telling myself or a part of me was thinking, oh, my God, there is a chance I miss my flight. If I miss my flight, I'm going to basically I'll need to get another taxi from the airport somewhere or I need to stay in the hotel next to the airport. I don't even know if there is a hotel next to the airport. I have to call my boss and basically be like, hey, look, I can not go to work tomorrow. I lost my flight. And then I have all the extra expenses that are obvious there, like the flight um, to return to Melbourne, plus the the, the accommodation expense and the list goes on and on. So it's tricky. It's tricky and always trying to remain calm and, and basically being careful with what we tell ourselves will be one of those things that may help us push through, stay let's say, focused and, well, hopefully help us in, in performing the best way possible under those circumstances. So, yeah, look, quite tricky. And, and again, big thank you to, to Nestering for pointing out this, this interesting situation. If you would like to get a bit of practice before you head into the PT test, just get in touch. More than happy to help And and again, as always, I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I wish you all the best in your test preparation. Thank you for joining me on your commute, on your, I don't know, on your walk, cleaning your place. As always, I was part of your day. That was amazing. And I really enjoyed making this episode for you. I hope you liked it as much as I did. And again, good luck in your test preparation. Take care and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Boom.